Welcome back, everybody. Another great episode of Tall and Taller here on this wonderful Sunday morning. Um, another great show this week. Uh, talk a little bit about the Lions trying to get everyone suspended and turn it into the same old Lions again. Um, talk about the all, all Michigan team for uh, the basketball tournament. Um, coming up, the alumni team. Uh, then we'll list our top this week's and do a top five tight ends underneath the hardball era. And then we'll do something a little different this week. Kind of look into, we're going to start looking into the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. Um, just to kind of think it'd be a fun, interesting thing to do. Uh, we're going to start with uh, game one today, um, back in 1898. That'll be our last topic. Um, but moving on, we'll go right into it. I think you've read more on it than I have because, again, I don't really care about the Lions that much. Uh, four players, two pretty much kick, kicked out of the league. And then, yeah, they're not getting another job. They're not. They're two, not that good, people, and don't have that much potential, right? Yeah. And then and that's yeah. just that's just a black eye. Jameis Williamson or whatever his name is suspended six games. So. For, and it like it wasn't. I mean, obviously, it wasn't gambling on football. This and this, like, that's the part about this conversation that I want to get into is that part. But you know more right. about so, actually. So the so the two that were dismissed from the team, I believe, did gamble on football. Okay. And uh, what was the guy? I think it was from the Bengals, right? Uh, uh Falcons, I thought. But maybe, yeah. Whatever. I I don't care about either either one of those teams. But so first and foremost. I, I can't believe that these guys haven't been told a million times that this is, these are the rules. Cause the, the NFL is very good about that. They bring it for, especially with gambling and, and, you know, the domestic stuff and, and assault because you know, you, you get these young guys and give them a bunch of power, a bunch of money, stupid stuff happens. Right. But, uh, and so, I just want to qualify with that before I kind of go off a little bit is, mm -hmm. is it, it sounds like this was really a, a technicality type of deal. Like they were on a team bus is, is what it sounds okay. like when he made the bets and it does say team facilities, but there's some, and nobody from the Lions organization has officially commented, at least to my knowledge yet, but sort, you know, credible people with, good sources and it sounds like the source they're coming from inside the organization is that's where the problem laid is is there was no clear different definition of team facilities right and now it comes out it's the team playing you know just about anything that the team's associated with it and in my mind um you know without being privy to to what they say to everybody it team facilities means to me okay the stadium and, and the practice facility right um, is is what I would assume, and, and maybe maybe it was covered, and if it was covered, then then shame on them. But there was also like uh, six or seven lion staffers, um, low level people, right? And they were they were all immediately dismissed too. So there goes that, there goes that's where that's where I come. Like the I didn't read about the staffers, um, but like the staffers, what? How are they gonna throw a football game? Right. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I get, get, play, I get football level, players, like an but... equipment guy or something, right? Maybe he can 
modify a ball to, you know, give it a competitive advantage. But I, I don't know what the position of these guys were. But the bottom line is, is for me, two things is, is Jameson Williams is, is, uh, he's on a short leash now, right? He, he did something, you know, draft night, he kind of rolled his eyes and did the slow walk up to the stage, like, oh no, not the Lions, which, okay, well, I, I mean, get it, right? I, we don't have, we don't have a good reputation really at all, but especially in his lifetime. The dude but, has barely seen the field this either since he's been with the Lions because he came back from the ACL injury. Right. And, um, you know, Brad, Brad Holmes was did talk a little bit without talking about, uh, you know, specifically about the gambling incident and saying, hey, listen, we drafted him knowing we drafted him expecting to see results from him this coming season. Uh, we didn't expect anything last season and anything that happened really was a bonus. And, you know, he mostly did the good things that he did on special teams last year. A couple of cool plays, right? But um, They only played, I think, four or five games last year. Yeah, well, it back. wasn't much. And it wasn't, you know, he didn't play a lot of snaps in any of the games he played. They, were, You know, they were really keeping a close eye on him, which is smart. <clears throat> but short leash on him, right? Because uh, young kid had some, if I remember correctly, had some character issues out of high school. And there's been questions about his maturity through here, even though – at least that I'm aware of, he hasn't done a whole lot. But n- number two is that he didn't he didn't bet on NFL games. He was betting online, and um, again, rules are rules, right? But if, if you're going to have a three billion dollar sponsorship from a casino and push the apps and give them credit to bet on your games and, and do all this, you know, NFL sanctioned, right? Six games seems excessive to me for betting on a non-football thing for for betting for for well, betting I mean, team at, on a team bus but is what it's rumored to be I don't know for sure that is so six six games seems excessive and I'm sure that it'll get peeled I, and knocked down to three but even even three to me seems excessive um but but it you is gotta look at I mean, you look at the kid, what, who's uh, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons, uh, what, two seasons ago got busted for doing the same thing. Got but he was betting on, yeah, but he was betting on his games. Right. I'm, I'm pretty and, sure he was betting on his games. I do remember, trust me, now that I think about it. It's not what he you're did. looking at. I, w- I wouldn't, I would, to me, that's a gots to go situation, right? Because, but, I mean, why are you betting on your games, your own games? Yeah, but he, he was betting on the win, so it really wasn't like still, he was throwing games. I mean, you know, there, there's I get so it, many. But... Um, there, I've lost the terminology for what the side bets are. Um, Parlays. Well, no, you know, like an in-game action where who's who's going? Oh, you're talking. Yeah, yeah, you're talking live action betting. Yeah, it's live so, game betting. So I, I understand that aspect, right? But but it also it, – another thing is, is – got a couple things here is I can't believe that no other team in the league has one player that's not done it. And sure, we're, we're talking about the kid from Atlanta or whatever, but you're telling me that the Lions had four players and, no, and only one other team had one? Bullshit. Bullshit. Same old – Lions. So, 
when I say, hang on, hang on, hang on. When I say that, I mean the luck of the Lions. How, like that, whether, you, fair, whether right? you go from whether you go from this, <laughs> or you go from having easily the two probably the, the top five two best players to ever play the game of football. Like arguably, you could argue that Calvin Johnson or Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, one hundred percent. Yeah. And honestly, I don't see why you can't argue Calvin just because he broke Rice's records. Yeah, but, I, but I still, I still put Jerry Rice above him. A, a lot of that's because of the longevity. But you could certainly make an argument. Oh, but Calvin was done. You know that. Yeah. Calvin was stuck with the Lions. He wasn't going anywhere. He couldn't go anywhere. The Lions weren't doing shit. Because it's the same old Lions. I'm telling you, I've made you that bet. And I said the Lions are not making the fucking Super Bowl in the next fucking three years. Five so, years or whatever it was. They will. So p- part of me says, hey, just hang on. Part of mm-hmm. me says that, I mean, it all certainly points to here. Here goes the Lions shooting their fucking self in the foot again, right? Because not necessarily the players, but coaches two or staff staff members um but it almost it almost feels like they were targeted as as well um because you know again i just can't believe there's a hundred guys on counting practice squad in every nfl team right so 30 a little over three thousand guys right and you're telling me five guys there's five of them. I, I just don't buy that because all those, the, I shouldn't say all, but the majority of those guys are gamblers, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, I know my age demographic and when you go down to yours, it's, it's just like marijuana and it, it's, it's an even higher percentage. Um, they use it and it's legal, right? It's legal and the NFL is pushing it. So, mm-hmm. I I just don't think that the the punishment fits the crime. But again, if if you know, like at the at the rookie at the rookie camps, you know, when the NFL brings all those guys together and they come into the stadiums and they said, "Listen, not on me, and not even on the team bus." Well, then <clears throat> I guess he deserves what he got. But um, to me. It, it just seems a little bit excessive. But, you know, if he's out six games, it, and the, he, didn't, he didn't help the Lions win anything last year, but um, it, it does a couple things. It really puts a strain on them for the season. And the biggest thing is it changes their whole way they have to, have to look at the draft, right? Um, you know, at number six, I think they were just going to take I think the, the Lions are – I think the Lions would be stupid to look to change the way that they were going to draft this year. I just say you eat those first six games. I mean, you draft how you want. You eat those first six games. And Maybe you can't count on this kid now. You know, and I'm I'm talking primarily about James Strike, but I don't know. It's it, there's there's a lot of levels to it. It's about a lot more complicated than it looks on the surface, but or you know on the surface, but um. It, it does 
it does bring the same old lions thoughts to your head for sure. But, and, and I don't believe that these are the same old lions. I think Dan Campbell is a real deal. I think Brad Holmes is a real deal. I think she, Sheila Hampton Ford is, is um, much different than either one of her parents, uh, much more involved, much more. I think she has a much deeper understanding of, of how it works. And, but um, it, it's not a good look. Is the bottom line at all? Well, I mean, well, if this is the actual schedule, then no, it's not. Never mind. It can't be. Maybe it is. There's no way they're playing four division games back to back to back to back to start the game. Start they the game. actually are, I think. At the Bears, back-to-back to, back to start. Again, home. Jesus Christ. It's all right. Aaron Rodgers is about to be in Green Bay still. So he's just a prima donna little baby. Yeah, he is not going anywhere. They're, they'll not They'll not trade him just to piss him off. Um, Going off that hand, I got one question. So it was found... They got caught because of their location, correct? Correct. Is that what you said when we were texting or whatever earlier this week? Yeah. And like you said, I'll give my little tad bit, tidbit bullshit on it. With today's, the way that today is and today's game is, as long as they aren't betting on football games, like games, even any, you can say, all right, y'all aren't betting on any NFL games. Correct. Don't bet on any NFL games. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, y'all can bet on whatever. It's just the day and age we live in. It's just so easy to get to. I mean, like you made the you made the uh, comparison to like pot, pot, especially in Michigan. Right. Is very easy to get. It's so open, and and probably yeah. another five, six years, it's going to be like that everywhere. Correct. I think for sure within ten. You know, you know, when I was when I was a teenager, right, and it was, you know, the Reagans had declared the war on drugs, and we're going to get it. And as as a eighth and ninth grader, I needed about ten minutes to find some pot. If if my first three choices were were out or weren't around or couldn't get a hold of them you know pre-cell phone pre all that you know pot has never been hard to find other than um you know my favorite thing about uh, maybe about the dispensaries is is you know there's old saying growing up is always dry around the fourth of july from from like the first <laughs> or second week or week of june until the oh middle of august it was always really hard especially to find any good pot, but really to find any um, in the dispensaries of, of taking care of that. that. That's neither here nor there. It's just. Um, it's where I was yeah, going with that. It's it's not it's, a big in, deal today's, in today's day and age, it's just the way we live. Right. And, you know, I would almost rather say, listen, if, if you're this big a deal and they can't do this, right, because they would be even bigger hypocrites than they are, but. I almost think it would be better to be like, if you're in the NFL, you can't gamble. And the, I'm sure the players union would fight it. It's like, listen, you know, you're, 
you're blasting this stuff all over stadiums. It's on your commercials. You got this partnership. Oh, yeah. But the other thing that I got, and I'm not a tech guy, right? And I know, I know this would work in at the practice facility and at the um, at the stadium. But why couldn't they put like some type of firewall in where you you can't access it from those locations? Or why can't the dummies just turn their location off? Well, you can't turn your location off because then the apps can't prove that you're where you're at, what state you're in. That's why they can't turn their location off because I've tried over here to like change my location to like Louisiana using like right. a hotspot. It doesn't work because Louisiana, you can gamble on your phone. So anytime I go over there, I used to throw a bet in. I bet you, you if you had a VPN, you could do it. I tried. No. At least not any of the ones that I use because they're all cheap. I'm not paying just to gamble. So I I've played know. around very little with those, right? But what I remember, and it's been a while, is they say, like even even the um, Michigan Lottery, it'll say you must be located in Michigan to buy a lottery purchase. Are you yes or no? And you just hit yes, you know. Um, I say it, I know at least at least with betting down here because like I've tried to get on uh, FanDuel and all that stuff. And use yeah. their stuff down here just to see if maybe if I was close enough to Louisiana, it would pick it up. It doesn't. Um, uh, it, it, it's it, like my location. No, nah, if my location's off, it's like, oh, you have to turn your location on to be able to, so we can verify where you're at. And I mean, fair enough, right? But I got to believe that there's, you know, I know if they had a firewall, right, you could probably get around it by just jumping to your data. But then again, there, there's no mistake. You consciously made a decision to jump off the Wi-Fi and use your mobile data because the, the Wi-Fi prohibited you from jumping on the site. The same thing with the location, if that's even feasible, is that, hey, you turned your location off. You knew what you were doing, right? Um, I just, I just think it's, it, they're making a lot bigger deal than, than they said about it, of the guys that weren't betting on NFL games, you know, the guys that bet on NFL games. And if that's coaches included, all, all bets are off, but, um, it is what it is, but again, you know, again, it does, it does give off some uneasy feelings about here. The lions took two steps forward. Now they're going to take five back. And none Same. of the other three players, you know, the, the second guy that was suspended, suspended with uh, Williams is a special teams guy, right? Not a major, major contributor, but um, I couldn't tell you anybody else other than him that got suspended. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. follow the NFL like I follow college football, college basketball, baseball. I watch, I, I watch the NFL, but like watching because it's football. Same way I watch the USFL, the XFL. It's football. Football's a great sport to watch no matter what. Um, but that's why I was like, I don't know any of these players. And there's, people, there's other people that will know, that yeah. know them. But a lot of people, like a lot of my friends will be like, oh, yeah, I know him. But they'll be like, just how I do with a Michigan player, any really college sports player, college football player, I'll say. Um, but we'll see what happens with that one. I mean, it. It'll be interesting to see if he does appeal it, if he does, if he'll, one, 
get the appeal chance or and then if they'll win it. I mean, because you, you got to appeal it. What the worst thing I can tell you is, that, hey, here's another six game. Or stick with your six games. All right. Move on to some Michigan. So, yeah, one ahead. last thing before we yeah. close up is, is it, okay, the two guys that were cut did bet out on NFL games, but not on the Lions. And the NFL says this. There's no evidence indicating any inside information was used or that any game was compromised in any way. So that right there, you know, I, I feel like these guys are being sentenced for murder when it was 35 and a 25 type of deal. But um, it is what it is. Time to move on. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a very good way to put it. Kind of go on to something cool here that I thought was when I did read about it and seen it on Twitter. Um, so I don't remember when they started, but they have the TBT, the basketball, it's called the basketball tournament. It's like for a million dollars is like the purse. Um, it was announced what two, three days ago, like Trey Burke and Jamal Char- uh, Crawford had like combined and had started this all Michigan team. Um, there is, in my, in my opinion, a lot of talent on it. Um, it's pretty much a Michigan alumni team. You got Trey Burke, Xavier Simpson, Jamal Crawford, Chandy Brown, um, Devin Funches, which I read that at first in the in the video that they all that they all put on Twitter. They showed um, him playing, and I was like, okay, yeah, he 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 can play. Um, then you got Zach Irvin, DJ Wilson, Nick Stauskas, Derek Walton. Cam Chapman, which is kind of confusing to me because he ended up transferring out after like his freshman year or something like that. Not really, kind of. <clears throat> John Teske, Jordan Morgan, Charles Matthews, and Austin Davis. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, that's a team. That's a squad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got one – Two starters from the national championship, national championship finals team, and thirteen on there. You got one, a few from the two thousand eight team. Uh, I mean, Jamal Crawford is just Jamal Crawford. I mean, we all knew what he did in the NFL, what he did, did the shooter. I mean, that's that's a very, very loaded team in my opinion i mean i don't i don't when know. did he play in the nfl did i say the nfl i didn't know he played yeah, football yeah, too yeah, sorry nba you know what i meant sorry talking about talking about football got me my mind a little spudged uh i don't know what the other teams look like though. and but that's my opinion that's a loaded team it probably has a good shot to win it as long as and, it, and, yeah, it, and it's definitely it's definitely going to draw me into watching it because I, I don't think I've ever – I maybe turned it on play a game or two um, when it is on. But I think this year, I mean, I'll definitely be following it more just with this team because it'll pretty much be like watching a Michigan basketball game from the past. Right. Um, I thought it was a cool little note. And I think it's this summer. So I think we got like two more months until the tournament starts. Um, yeah, it just says this summer. 
Yeah, there's that. I just want to kind of just list that off and talk about that. Move on. Next one. I don't remember the next one. All right, now we can talk about our top ten or top ten. Jesus, I don't want to do all that. Our top five tight ends in the Harbaugh era. That's where we're at right now. Um, starting at five, going to one. I didn't realize how many tight ends we had, and I actually had to change one because I messed up and wrote him down, and he did not play for Harbaugh. So I had to change my list a little bit because I just completely thought about that. Um. Let me do this because, uh, yeah, it's going to throw off my whole list now. Fudge. But at number five, at least, I'll start with five because I can I can just throw them in. At number five, I got Nicky Banks. Um, Nicky Banks, he kind of – I mean, that's he's a tight end, more of a receiving tight end coming out of the field more than a block. I mean, he was a great – actually um, – was actually a decent blocker. Was really Harbaugh. He was on what Harbaugh's first two, three games, three teams. Yeah, two, I believe. But... Maybe, maybe a little bit later than that. I don't remember. Um, but that's who I got at five. Um, and you got your list ready? Yep, I'm ready. All right, you go ahead and so say. So I, I got. Uh... Sean uh, McKinnon. McKeon. McKeon, yeah. That's, that's, that's who I have at four. And he wasn't originally on my list because I kind of forgot about him. Um, And I was like, well, I can make an argument for the rest of them. But, yeah, that's who I have at four, too, is Mc, Sean McKeon. And then at three, I have Luke Schoonmaker. It doesn't matter about who I got it for. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I guess I guess it don't matter at all. No, who you got it for? Wilson Loveland. How you got him in the top five? Dude barely played football. Because he made three Trust big, me. two big plays. No. Trust no, no, me it's on not. this one. He's, this, is he's not, this, is not, this is not projecting. If I can project, my list would have been a whole hell of a lot different on the past. This is not projecting. This is people who have played already. And have showed out. I mean, Coles has played, and he played what two good at like two good catches. You say what you want on your list, and I'll I'm say not. I'm not, di- I'm, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that he's not going to be probably has a very good chance of being the number one tight end in under the Harbaugh era by the time he leaves. Jake Butt said he's going to be the number one tight end ever in the history of the football Yeah, well, game. Jake Butt also said that about Eric Hall and Eric Hall's transferred. So, sorry, Eric that Hall. That could still transferred. be true about Eric Hall, just not at Michigan. So, so you know, I almost put him at five. I almost left him off because I knew you were going to run your cocksucker, but whatever. But here's the deal is statistically, yeah, you can make that argument one year, but the guy was a complete tight end. Blocking, picking up blitzes from the first snap he played. He, he's the real deal. And, and you know, he could get hurt between now and the first game of the season or halfway through the season or whatever and never play again and prove me wrong. But um, I said what I said, and I'll, I'll stand by it. Uh, I'm not. I, you know, I'll just give you shit. That's all I'm doing. 
So, anyways, it's already set my number three since it was Luke Schoonmaker at three. You can say you're three. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Luke's gonna be my number three too. Number three. Who you got at two? This is where it gets. I think one and two to me is like the easiest two spots to put under Harbaugh. But I want to know. If you have anybody other than than what I have at number one, you're an idiot. But I got. Uh, I think we've already talked we're about at two now, right? Yeah, I think we've already talked about the man that said number one. <laughs> yeah, Zach Zach Gentry. Yeah, we got the two. we got the same number one and number two. I mean, both of those are number two. I have Zach Gentry too. Dude came in as a quarterback and had a great tight end career. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he'd have played all four years, he'd have been all American. You know, if he'd played all four years at tight end, number one, I got Eric Hall. Yeah, shut the fuck Just up. Like you do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> If you would totally fucking contradict every single thing that you said about Cade McNamara, if you would have had Eric Hall there. So, but I know you didn't. That's why. But no, it's Jake Butt. It's it's Jake Butt. 100%. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I think Jake Butt. Eric Hall probably probably deserves a top top five spot. But if you fuck him, transfer out. I'm not putting you on my list. Sorry. Right, and that, and that's the way I feel about it, and not even necessarily transfer out, but transfer out the way that it did. You got your daddy and your brother on there defending you, and you want to trash us on the way out, vaguely, and not you know not back it up with facts or anything. Fuck you, be gone. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to get something before we started the show. That's kind of important for this next topic. Um, but no, yeah, I the way he went out was just not. No bueno. Um, right. But, I mean, I think I think you could argue Jake Butt to be a top 10 or the number one tight end to come out of Michigan in, what, probably 20 years. Yeah, I, I think Jake Butt is, is probably the number one tight end at Michigan ever, and we've had some good ones, right? Now it didn't translate to the pros because he couldn't stay out. Dude, four like eighteen ACLs. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's like, and you know, that just goes. You know, some people bad genetics, right? And I mean, physically, he's, he's a specimen, but you know, sometimes bodies just aren't built to withstand the, you know, the violence. <clears throat> because he tore an ACL in high school, and he tore the he tore. They tore the Orange Bowl. Michigan. He's only he got one at Michigan. Only one? Yeah, it was at the Orange Bowl. We were at. Yeah, I thought he had one early in his career, too, but I no. could be wrong. No, because he, he came in, technically he came in under Hoke. I think he played under Hoke his freshman season. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then when Harbaugh came in is really when you seen the explosion from him. Because I, I think Taylor Lewan ended up playing with him. For a year, and that was hoax last season. Yeah. Um. I don't remember what I was gonna say. I started looking at something, and it kind of made me really mad that I just seen it. And I'll show you in a minute because it's really, really annoying to me. But yes, those he's. I, I, I don't think if it if if we would have did like an, an all time top tight ends, he definitely still would have been number one for me. Between yeah, him, I can't I can't. So you know, Bo utilized the tight end a lot. Obviously, Lloyd 
Lloyd Carr to a lesser extent. And then, you know, Rich Rod and Hope both. Brady did a little bit, I guess, but to a lesser extent. But Harbaugh's brought that back. And off the top of my head, um, I can't think of anybody better than Jake Butt. And we've had some dandies, right? I mean, you could – I'm not going to say you could argue a Kim number one, but he's definitely like a number two would probably be Devin Funchess as the closest in my opinion. Absolutely. Because the dude is just – I mean, he's just a freak athlete. Um, But I would never even uh, – there's no putting him above Butt. Butt just did so much perfect. Um, but, yeah. So, I just typed it in, right? And here's, here's a couple that, that pop up that – I don't. I don't think Kevin Coger was a good one. Yeah, um, Benny Joparu from my day, Aaron Shea from my day, both pretty good. Jim Mandich, uh, college and pro football Hall of Fame. I guess you could um, argue. You know, he was from. He was from. He was on both first teams, I believe. Um, played with Brand Statter and. Theodore. Um, uh, so there you go there you know i I guess there's some arguments there but still i I think um for my money coger played under rich rod um yeah a fun fact actually michigan's maple street express i i got a picture of me on their on their first page opening up with rich rod underneath his uh Got his arm around Koger, and I'm, I'm standing right in between the two. So, I thought um, that was on. Uh, I thought that was in one of the programs. Oh no, it was Maple Street. Oh, okay. No, I thought it was one of the programs. That's why I was like, I was like, what the hell? But yeah, no. I know. I've seen it multiple times. You know, it's a salty fucking subject for me. Fuck, we gotta go fucking bankrupt my ass. They're just like, oh, it's Hunter's fucking 18th fucking birthday year? Fuck him. Right. All right. Move on to the history of Michigan, Michigan State. I thought this would be a cool subject for not only us as Michigan fans, but Michigan State fans, if any of y'all even come close to watching this. I thought it would at least help y'all not have to be so dreadful and hate your life as much just because you're a Michigan State fan. But, uh, I got this really cool book. I don't know. I probably got it two years ago. It's called The Nastiest Football History. The Nastiest Football History of the Michigan versus Michigan State. It's why every game, it covers every game in the series. Other than, obviously, I think I got it two years ago. So, probably the past two years. Um, Which, to Sparties, is, doesn't count. It's part of the, it's part of the past. But, especially this past year. Um, just at the time, uh, Michigan State was the, as we all know, the state agriculture college, old cow school down the road, always smelled like dog shit or cow shit. <laughs> um, but I mean, so the first game was played on October 12th, uh, 1898 at Regent Field in Ann Arbor. Um, uh, it was. Sorry, I messed this up again. I, I really just need to highlight this stuff so I don't lose it. Um, it was played on a Wednesday, uh, which is now, back then they played, they did play games 
in the middle of the week. Uh, uh, this game marked the first and only time that coaches Gustav Ferber of Michigan and Harry Keep of SAC faced each other. Both coaches were gone before the next game was played. Uh, this third, this was uh, the third contest of the season for uh, Michigan. Michigan defeated Michigan normal 21-0 and Kenyon 29-0. The Wolverines entered this game undefeated, unscored upon head. So kind of like our defensive now enter that usually the end of that game with very little points given up. Um, Michigan or SAC had only played one game, but the 11-6 win over Ypsilanti. Uh I mean, this game, it was summed up. Michigan ended up winning 39-0. Uh, this is kind of the start of the domination of this rivalry. Yeah, so so back then they were called the Michigan Agricultural Aggies, right? Well, um, they were they were the uh, school state agricultural college. <laughs> they were just SAC at that point because didn't they? I think I haven't. Yeah, they they changed to MAC. Um, it's funny because I actually just opened up that page without trying. Uh, they changed the MAC. I think in the around like. The same like nineteen eighteen time frame, because this is eighteen ninety eight. This is not. This is even before nineteen hundreds. So who wrote that book? So it's uh, Barry Gallagher. Okay, so I'm looking at Wikipedia, right? And it um, credits the the Michigan State. Um, oh shoot, I lost it here. Listen, I haven't got that far into the book, but like you can gotcha. see where they change it. They change it from SAC, the, from State Agricultural College to Michigan Agricultural College, like just going down and like, like game three or something like that. Yeah. Um, so they're claiming they got this out of the Michigan uh, State Media Guide in 2016, but. But yeah, I mean this. So, so it's by Barry Gallagher, forwarded by Bill Bill Lamone Lamonier. He's a Big Ten referee and current ESPN rules analysis. Um, that's who they forwarded by. I mean, this is like I said, this is just some little stuff. Like, so I was gonna look up Wikipedia. This one for Game One, it was kind of was just trying to see how this went, what I need to, what we can do different, and things like that. Um. So, so- so uh, so, something funny right and i think this is really cool we can go we can go a long ways down the rabbit hole with this one but uh michigan state ended up with a four and three record outscoring people 142 to 127 this year but that that first game against michigan was played on wednesday they lost as you said 39 nothing right three days after losing to michigan they lost the second installment of the michigan state notre dame game so Lose 53 nothing on Wednesday. Then you play on Saturday. Get, they got beat 53 to nothing. 53 nothing. This yeah. is odd because it says the season summary at that point. The Aggies finished with a winning record for the second consecutive season that year. Four and three and oh, they lost to Notre Dame 53 nothing. Won three straight games against Albion, Olivet, Ypsilanti again, but lost the season finale at Kalamazoo 17 nothing. Which to me, like thinking of like Albion College and Olivet College, like playing Michigan and Michigan State every year. Right, isn't that just it's like insane, crazy right? that like that's how it used to be? 
So, so uh, it's funny here. I'm looking at their schedule. On October 8th, they played uh, Michigan State Normal, which whatever that is. Uh, October 12th, yeah. four days later, Michigan. Three days later, Notre Dame. Then a week, Albion. Then a week, Olivet. Then three weeks, Michigan State Normal again. Beat them both times. And it's then uh, November 24th at Kalamazoo. But three games in, in seven days is is just insane, man. Oh, yeah, especially back then. They, they were really, I mean, no pads. Really no pads. No helmets. Right. No I mean, helmets. You're looking at a lot of a lot of damage there, um, and then if you're looking at Michigan's, if you go to the Michigan side at least of the season series or summary, Michigan dominated everyone on their schedule that season. Uh, they they went ten and zero. Uh, the Wolverines won their first Western Conference championship title, um, finishing it off with uh, as we've done obviously since way back then. Um, Celebrating the post game, singing the victors, uh, the wonderful fight song. And that's that, that. That's probably one of my favorite after game wins traditions. Watching the team sing the victors, whether like like seeing the videos in the locker room and things like that. Um, the Wolverines also celebrated their first All American player ever, um, and that'd be center William Cunningham. Um, all around, it was a successful season for uh, Michigan that year. Um, that would actually be the only time that they would play, obviously, in 1890s, obviously, because they just started 1898. They didn't play the next season. Um, so Michigan uh, going into the 1900s was 1-0. Um, I mean, it, going, I mean, that's that's all I got out of here that's at least not going to go into probably 20 minutes worth of reading. Um, so, I mean, like I said, this, this at least for me is part of You got anything else for it before I wrap that part up? No, I mean, the only, just one thing, uh, 72, 38, and 5. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. I was like, what Almost the fuck's that got to do with I was like, like I said, that, that's, that's just something, like I said, I will get better. I, at least I'll get better with it. Um it was kind of like so this was something I decided to throw together last minute. I think yesterday I texted you about it. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I was trying because I was trying to think of something just because we are in that tiger suck. At least right now. Tiger suck. I, what are we gonna talk about? Them losing. Um every week. So I was like just trying to find stuff to talk about. Um kind of fit in with the Detroit Michigan <laughs> thing. And I was like you know, I have this book that I like. I actually think I want to like somewhat read. I ain't reading the whole thing. I'll go through it and like skim it, make notes, things like that, and like just think about. I was I was gonna say let's do every game, but that's probably not a good idea. I'd probably just look up some important games and read about them. Yeah, um, maybe do a game a game a decade or two games a decade. Just just kind of get us through the summertime um, before football season pops back up next next fall. Um, Think it'd be fun. Like I said, I'll get better with it. I'll uh, I'll do a little bit more prep for next week. Um, but I think it, it could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like it. I think if we 
I think me and you know a lot about the Michigan Ohio State rivalry, but I think after this we'll go in we could go into that and or possibly the Michigan Notre Dame. Yeah. Um rivalry so, too. So honestly and, and really and no intended hate here, even though I like that it's a little jab, but I have I have never I never started caring about the Michigan Michigan State rivalry till till three or four years into Dan Antonio's uh, run and because before that you know yeah they might win you know they win a game every few years and uh, you know once a decade they might win back to back or something but up until D'Antonio in my lifetime they, they never did anything to to merit that respect right and and I think that's why they've they've completely lost their mind is, is because they know that too and here they had a, a, a nice 10-year run, right? Um, very respectable, made the CFP, won, I think, four Big Ten or, or at least shared Big Ten championships. There's only two? Maybe three, but it would have, don't don't give them four. Please don't give them four. Well, they got was, too big was, of a fucking head. No, I so, think, I think but, no, fuck that. We ain't giving you know, them uh, My whole point in that is I've just never really paid a whole lot of attention to the especially to the historical stuff, right? Always new on the current stuff, you know, back to when I was maybe early, maybe late seventies, more likely early eighties, where I was really paying attention to it. Um, you know, in the, in the, in the late seventies, I was paying attention um, to the Buckeyes, but Michigan state. Eh. Two. Two. Okay. Well, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Two. I know. Yeah, no. And I just looked it up. That's why I was like, they made three. They, so, and they, they act like they, they won. They act like they were Bama right during that stretch. Like they they won ten conference titles and and eight national championships. They went to. Um, I mean, again, that was so they made two before yeah. before we switched over from the East to Legend Leaders Division. That was absolutely dumb. Um, right, and we've won two in a row, so they can shut up. Yeah, I mean, we're we're now tied. But they're arguing, oh, we made three. Well, yeah, you also lost one. So argue that. But right. that, that first one was 2011. They played Wisconsin in it. And then 2013, they beat Ohio State. In 2015, they beat Iowa because Iowa decided to choke. Um, just saying they're the closest team to lose to, to come close to losing to a uh, West division. Just saying the West, West is trash. The only time was any team from the West has won a Big Ten championship is when it was from leaders when they were in Wisconsin was in the leaders and they won the first two. Right. Oh my God, I forgot about that game. The Wisconsin Nebraska game from 2012 when Wisconsin won like 70 to 31. I forgot about that game. But all right, some random sports notes real quick before we head out. At least uh, the ones I have. Uh, Michigan Panthers and the USFL looking to move to 2-0 tonight. I think they play at 6 o'clock, which uh, the USFL had a huge ratings last week, beating out a lot of stuff, like huge ratings. Beat out all the XFL games. Um, so there's some positivity there. Not not a lot of play, not a lot of people in the stands. Just I think that's got to do, though, with – they need to let every team play in their home, like home state, their home city. 
Yeah. Um, Tigers are the same old same. They won five straight. Now they've lost four straight going for five, I guess. Or, no, lost three straight. We're going for four tonight. And then, nope, um, kind of the death of Oakland at this point. Um, Oakland A's announced that they're uh, going to be moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the death of Oakland because Golden State plays over in San Francisco. Now Raiders are gone. Raiders went to Las Vegas. Oakland's uh, A's are found right behind them. But I think that'll be uh, that'll be good for the A's organization. I mean, there just wasn't the A's fans it, when when they because the A's have been underwhelming, like under the table, like good for 10, 15 years. So yeah, you go back to two thousand six. Tigers played them in the ALCS. Um, when Mags hit the walk off in Game Seven or whatever it was, yeah. I don't remember if it was Game Seven or Game Four. I don't remember, but I mean, but it seemed like every time the Tigers were in the playoffs, we ran into the A's. And I remember watching the games when they were playing in Oakland, and just like the Oakland Raiders fans are fucking insane, the fucking Oakland A's, Oakland's insane. Um, but I mean, that's that's just I think, I think it was Wilbon on PTI the other night. Had, had explained it perfectly. It might have been Tony. I don't know, but it was. It was. This is just the way that it goes in sports. That's how Detroit got a basketball team. I mean, that's how Seattle has a hockey team now. You're pulling teams away. Yep. Um, from where they were at. Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. Name. Uh, you can name. You can play. Houston. Yep, the Texans. Tennessee the Titans. Titans. The Texans were the yeah Cleveland. Um, I mean, it, there's you can name so many teams and ways that you. Arizona Cardinals, yeah, yeah I the mean, Cardinals. You could go on and on with that. Um, uh, Seattle Super Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, come from Seattle. Seattle I mean, at know, the regional or, time, when the Pelicans, not the Pelicans, the New Orleans Hornets left New Orleans and went out to. Right? Oh, no, no, no. When the, when the Charlotte Hornets came to New Orleans. Right? Or was it the other way around? I think it was the New Orleans Hornets went to Charlotte. No, I don't think New Orleans had a team till the Pelicans. Because no, that's Chris Paul used to play in. I, I'm trying to think. No, because no, New Orleans used to be the Hornets. I do know that for a fact. And I feel like that was with Chris Paul's. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's where Chris Paul played for years. Was for New Orleans. History of the Hornets. New Orleans Hornets based in Louisiana. Um, been part of the league since 2002-2003 when they moved from Charlotte to New Orlando after Hurricane Katrina. Devastated. Their... Oh, you know what? That's that's right. I forgot. Yeah, and then, and then once they tra- they wanted to go back to Charlotte. Um, and then I think that's when the the New Orleans just made up the basketball team the Pelicans, or maybe, or maybe yeah, they went back they to Charlotte. To, they tried to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers, and David Stern. Yeah, I think it. what happened was, without looking it up, like. It's either he went to 
Charlotte wanted to go back to Charlotte and left New Orleans, and then New Orleans ended up in a few years just getting like an expansion team, or like they just automatically yep. went and just got the Pelicans because the Pelicans didn't start until I think ten years ago. Like, they haven't been yeah, around. They haven't long. been around hardly. Um, so I can't I can't remember and tell you for sure without sitting here and uh, talking a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, those are all at least the random sports notes, yeah. the cool sports notes I got. Um, decent ones at least. Uh, playoff hockey continues. Oh, um, did see today. Sorry, just thought about this. I just seen it on Twitter while we were while I was waiting for you. Um, apparently, Hunter Dickinson is on a visit today to Kentucky. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, like we talked about. I think it was last week or whenever we talked about Hunter Dickinson the transfer. Um, but I mean, if he wants to win, he wants to win. I and that's I did see that 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 came from Ant Wright on Twitter, and usually just, at least about him is pretty right. And you know, he has. I still don't understand it, but to me, he has handled it the right way. I mean, he stayed off of social media. He hasn't even right? been on that podcast. He's been um, has, I'm pretty sure. Right. Laying low and shutting up, which is which is the best thing you can do. And you know, even if even if uh you know Juwan Howard beat him with a belt, you know, there there's some things just don't need to be said. Uh, you know, like Cade and, and Eric all did. Um you know, I've and I know you feel basically the same way. I've never begrudged any kid a chance to go leave somewhere that he's not happy or go somewhere that makes him happier or whatever. But, you know, no matter what, I'm not saying that some things that <clears throat> shouldn't have happened happened to these kids. I mean, that's that's in my perspective, right? That's kind of life. It's just, just the way it is. But uh, thank the program. Put your head down and, and shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Those are stories that can come out 20 years later, you know, when you're talking about it, because it doesn't, it, in my opinion, not only does it not help you, it, it hurts you and the people's perspective of you and, and just, just makes you look like a baby. So, so, oh, real quick, we have not mentioned this, uh, you know, told you used cars, right? Or out looking at cars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stop in the art main, and that's where you know we're gonna we're gonna close the deal tomorrow. Whoa, sitting talking to Jerry Cox, and you know we were we were talking a, a, a lot about um, you know the way people left, and and you know the transfer portal, and and how when, when things get tough, people just leave, and I you know I think these guys certainly should be paid, and I think they should have the right to. They were wrong. We've talked about this quite a bit, but what brought us into that is this new NCA rule change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps the clock running after first downs. And, you know, if, the, if we need to speed up the game, well, if you need to speed up the game, how about you cut the commercials in that? Well, we know they're not going to do that, right? Because they're going to lose too much money. But literally, after every series, there, there's a. Bro, that. At least one set of commercials. I God, the Big Ten, um, the Big Ten championship I, game took like five hours. I think it took. I I, I am right. almost one hundred percent. It took at least four. So, 
I'm all about speeding the game up, right? And I love, love, love the pitch clock in baseball. Um, I think there should be, you know, uh, who was it that Dodger got a pitch clock violation because the crowd acknowledged, was acknowledging him um, early last week. It might have been last weekend. And I thought, I thought that was, that was bullshit. There needs to be some discretion. Um, I forget the exact situation. I think he was traded somewhere else and made his first appearance back in the stadium. And they, they gave him a stand and no, and he's waving and acknowledging the crowd and the calls a cause a pitch clock violation. I'm like, come on, let's use some common sense here. But um, I just absolutely do not understand the, uh, getting the, getting the clock. You know, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna shrink the game and game minutes, probably four or five minutes a game. It's going to take away game. And as you and I, we don't need less college football. We need more college football. And there's there's better ways. Yeah, to they want to sit here and complain game. about the game being split up, but I promise you, no one. Not there's not. People might bitch about the commercials, but that's the only thing we aren't bitching about the actual game. If the game, right. if, I don't care if, if the game nine took hours. nine hours. I promise you, you would have the same amount of viewers as you had now. People are complaining about the commercials. You, right. The commercials are stupid. Yep. Get old fucking red hat off the twenty yard line in a minute. They don't need five minutes of commercials. Right. Yep. That'd be my number one A suggestion is put a timer on it. If you can't decide in whatever it is, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, then that's that's your answer. There's no um clear I lost my pro uh when they're trying to overturn a call, right? They oh, need clear evidence. Clear clear visual evidence. Yeah, clear right. evidence that Right. So if you can't figure that out in 30 seconds, I don't think you need a minute to figure it out. It, it should be obvious. Well, right? that's, like JT I'm was very, short. I'm very up about the way that the XFL um, and the CFL, or not, the XFL and the USFL does like the review systems is because yeah. one, you can hear it. You can hear everything being talked in the XFL. You can hear Dean Vendelli um, up there talking to the ref and like, they overturned a call, I think, yesterday, like 15 seconds. Because in the XFL, you can challenge anything, penalties, anything. Um, but, like you said, I think there needs to be a timer on that. There needs to be a timer on – I think usually it's like three and a half minutes of commercials. And I'm like, this is just dumb. Let's let's just play football. Yeah, you, want, you want to slow time down, take the commercials out of the football game. Like, you don't need a media timeout every – 15 minutes of actual time. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd forgotten about that or else I would have put that in here. I completely forgot. I'm glad you remembered because I know. I mean, I know we talked about it. Outside of here. Oh, shoot. But, but yeah. Well, I think that's all I got today. Yeah, I believe so. Show. Like I said, we'll uh, be back next week. Next weekend. Um, and we'll uh, make sure you guys uh, this will be up on Spotify, Twitter Facebook, all that stuff Every, well it's already up on Facebook and Twitter but uh, Spotify, YouTube tonight and then um, make sure y'all share, like, subscribe sorry, I just got like super tired for some reason um, 
And we'll uh, we'll see y'all next weekend. Go blue. Hail.